Are your freedoms being destroyed? Like free speech? Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Welcome to Renegade Talk. Renegade Nation, how you doing today? We have Ed Operman on, a detective. He's going to be telling you all about some stuff. Yeah. And Ed does. To everyone he meets, he stays a stranger. Johnny Rivers, going way back to the 60s, a little bit of a secret agent man, which was a number one hit, I think, back then, um, if I recall correctly. Is that right, Marla? How the hell would I know? Yeah, you weren't I around. just remember Devo singing it. Uh, Devo, that's yeah. right. Devo did <laughs> sing it, right. Anyway, uh, Renegade Nation, thank you uh, for all the downloads. We appreciate it. And our sponsors and Google approved us. I can't believe that. I still yeah, can't believe these ads are running on our sites. Happening. Uh, all this bullshit going on. It's just amazing. I need more Xanax. We need to have some fun. I, I want to get laid <laughs> is what I want. Anyway, so we have Ed Oberman on the air. He's been on before Renegade. And uh, he is a detective, a forensic cell phone person. He'll explain a little bit more in detail about that. Hi, Ed. How are you? Hey, how you guys been? Good. We've been hanging been out, though. Good. It's so being, great to talk to you. Being really busy. It really is. One of my favorite shows, yeah. Yeah, Thank we, you. We, we are one of the favorites on the internet. We, we, we really you know, are. And, and as we get bigger and bigger, we'll take you with us. Yes. As, oh, we, con- good. as we continue or, to grow. Yes. Yes, Marla, you want to keep on interrupting yeah, me as probably, I speak. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. One thing I want to say before we get in with Ed, Ed is going to have a lot to say about this one thing. Um, Jody uh, Arias, the uh, chick who uh, murdered her uh, boyfriend and slit him up and chopped him up in 32 pieces or stabbed him, she told a jury uh, today that she can contribute to society. What the fuck does that mean? Contribute to society. She forgot to put the word prison in front of it. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking dumbass. If she's allowed to live. Now, if you recall Renegade Nation, what she said a couple of weeks ago when they found her to be um, in, um, they, they found her guilty of murder in the first degree, she said that, and I'm paraphrasing this, she wanted to die, get the death penalty, because she did not want to be in one place for the rest of her life. Now she's, she wants to start. Well, there's different parts of a prison. She could still walk around. <laughs> Anyway, she started, Renegade Nation, she wants to start a literacy and a recycling and other programs in prison. A little too late. In other words, Renegade Nation, she's telling the fucking judge and everybody else that she wants to help the poor fucking prisoners out. She even made a shirt that says um, Survivor I'm a, I'm on a su- it. I'm a Survivor. <laughs> okay. Uh, I know Ed. there's something absolutely fucking crazy about this woman Why, ed is this girl crazy or like just a um uh, you, you know i missed the part about the recycling you know oh yeah <laughs> what is she going to recycle she wants i tried to, to catch her, her little speech there and i don't know to me the whole thing is so sad uh and um just the whole situation is so sad well, uh, don't you think have has she not been you know, talking to a psychiatrist she's bullshitting the psychiatrist she's that she is that evil and would you it. would you agree with that or disagree that she's a fucking evil woman? I, I would disagree. I would disagree, my friend. Um, I, I deal with the you know I've dealt with some murder cases and then some real you know bad guys. You know I was on the, uh, the New York City Commission, the Mafia Commission trial Mafia. Uh, back in the eighties. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> those, those guys, those guys were evil guys. You know, like uh, Paul Castellano and you know Fat Tony Salerno. Uh, <laughs> Fat Tony Salerno. These were evil yeah. guys. Well, they're they're, they're crazy so, people too. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Why, why are you feeling compassionate toward this woman? What is it that makes that makes you feel that um, ring, 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 you know, you know compassion for for her? I mean, she she. Well, I mean, earlier in our conversation, you said something about uh, it wasn't premeditated. Yeah, I mean, crime she of passion. It, 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 I don't understand what a crime of passion is either. So, so Ed, how do you feel about this? What where where are you at on this whole thing? Because you've seen all the mobsters die and, and yeah. all the murders and all that bullshit. What about this woman? I mean, what, what's your take on this whole thing? Well, okay, I, I have a compassion for any criminal defendant, okay, who's facing, who has to go up against the government and, and you know, try and, try and you know, uh, somehow uh, uh, salvage their life, 
What do you, you mean? Know, there, there is no more everybody, life. Everybody could be redempted. Yeah, everybody has redemption, the possibility of, uh, of coming to repentance and uh, have a new start. Except for okay. Charles Manson. Well, no, she has a new start. She's going to be in prison. That's her new start. I hear you. I hear you. No, okay. You know what? I, 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 yeah, I see a lot I of totally, cases, man. I totally... Like I said before, earlier today, where it's the Crips against the Bloods. And this, this guy, you know, he's on his second murder. He did a first murder when he was 16 years old. He got out in eight years. And now he's on his second murder. And he's not getting the death penalty. Now, that's a guy that maybe should deserves the death penalty. So, so I, yes, I, go ahead. Okay, and I talked to some of our listeners, and they're uh, agreeing to the point that she should be thrown in prison for the rest of her life and let her suffer it out. Um, she was the one that came up and said she wanted the death penalty because she didn't want to sit there for the rest of her life. And so the taxpayers of Arizona or the United States are going to have to pay for her to stay in jail for the next 50 fucking years uh, while she's doing recycling programs and helping women uh, read. Learn how to read. Learn how to read. Don't forget that part. And I, I, missed, I missed the recycling. I heard when she said that she was going to donate her hair. Oh, yeah. well, I missed the hair. Yeah. I tell you, man, you know, listen, you can't have sympathy for someone like that who is so lost and so uh, uh, in another world that they think they're going to get away from the death penalty because they're going to donate their hair. I'm putting my body to use for the what? public. I'm going to donate my hair. I'm going to donate know, my really, hair. Yes, Ed, it's really funny, the video we have up. It doesn't say anything about her hair. It's this just is the, about I think it is on there. I didn't hear it. Well, anyway, the video is on Renegade. Yeah, she's talking about, you know, helping the prison recycle things because of all the, the waste. <laughs> they need that. a lot of help. <laughs> they need help, Marla. She, she, she is, is the woman that wants to start a recycling she program. Was doing, it looked like a sales presentation on the video it that did. she's doing a sales presentation. She looked at, like I an attorney. I don't she know. Why, yeah, I don't know why she didn't have the, uh, what do they call that thing? They When they have a, a like a screen and they point at things. Like, oh. I start at the top and I'll be the CEO of the prison and I'll. I'll start recycling programs and food programs, and I'll start like, hurricane relief programs. Like, like a map where, yeah, she, where yeah. she can do the, the, the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint. That's yes. it. Thank you, Marla. Uh, right, right. She should have had a PowerPoint. That would, have, salary, you know? that would have been more impressive if she had the PowerPoint, Ed. I mean, yeah. I would have felt a little bit better if she had a PowerPoint. But when she pulled the shirt out and said Survivor... I was really yeah, rocking that point. She survived murdering her boyfriend. What didn't she stab him like thirty three times? She or something, fucked. Ed? She fucked the shit out of him all night, and he fucked the shit out of her. And this is the what I hear. I mean, it's hearsay. I mean, it was on TV, but it's something like this. Ed, tell me if I'm wrong. After they fucked each other to death and took pictures and tied each other up and did all this crazy stuff, he goes into the shower. She then gets a knife and stabs him to death in the shower. I I thought he, she pulled him into the I don't shower. Know. I, no, I think Ed, he, can uh, you help me? Ed, Ed, go ahead. You, you okay. tell us what. I'm, I'm familiar with this a little bit. What happened was, is, is he was he was posing for pictures in the shower, and uh, he was she took pictures of him. He was uh, really nice pictures too, right? And in a two minute span from the time of the last picture, because she also took an accidental picture of herself after he was dead, so he died two minutes later. Well, that's and what I would 29 do. Twenty-nine stab wounds, right? But some of those wounds you got to remember. It, it's not every not every wound is an in and out stab wound. Some could be like between your fingers. The knife goes between your fingers in a defensive move, so you have two cuts uh, between your fingers, and that's counted as two stab wounds. So it's mm -hmm. twenty-nine stab wounds, mm -hmm. but uh, probably only like fourteen uh, actual stabs. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that's better. Head, <laughs> and then there was the the slit to the throat. His his head was almost cut off. Okay. Oh my but God. In a, how could a human... In her defense, you know, she, she claims it was self-defense, you know? Well, wait a minute. He's a naked, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a naked man in the shower. Okay. Yeah. She shot him in the head, stabbed him 29 she times shot him. in self-defense. I, I forgot <laughs> okay. about the bullet. I forgot about that. Well, here, here's the yeah. point, Ed. If I came after you with a knife, let's say you're in the shower, and um, we're two gay men, let's say, and I come okay. after you, <laughs> and, I, I, and we had sex all night, and then I, I, get, I get really upset or whatever, however these people think, I don't even know, but I get a knife, and I'm going to go stab you. Aren't you going to try to defend yourself? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, she, yeah. Of course. And, and a lot of the wounds he had were, were defensive wounds, you know? Yeah. I think the first one uh, was to the chest. Mm -hmm. so, and then he staggered around. He went over to the sink and he was spitting out blood. And then um, a large number, two were to the back mm -hmm. uh, when he was over there spitting out the blood. And I think oh, the, the last wow. shot was a shot to the head. So she, you mean she shot him with a gun after she stabbed him 28 times, whatever you said? Yeah, there's two theories. One is um, the prosecution theory is that uh, she shot him. I, I think one side is saying she shot him first, and the other side is saying she shot him last. It doesn't matter what, if she what, shot him. Yeah, anyway. what part matter. of his body, though? His dick. Head. 
It was, was a that, shot oh, with a twenty-two to the head, which wow. is really not that it can bounce off. A twenty-two is a twenty-two short. It can bounce it's not off. Much more powerful than a BB gun. So it, it bounced sh- off his head and came yeah. out his mouth. The shower should have taken the, the bullet. Uh, anyway, so Renegade Nation, uh, she's <laughs> trying to save her life by re- uh, starting recycling programs and literacy in prison. And I think if I was the judge on that case, oh, what, but if you were the judge, I, and I already know the answer, but Ed, yeah. what, to Renegade Nation, what, what would you do with her? How would you sentence her? You know what, my friend, if I was the judge in this case, I would have that prosecutor uh, on charges of prosecutorial misconduct. Uh, there's been a, a great deal of uh, nonsense with this prosecutor that really turns me off. And I think this guy, I know for a fact he's going to retire after this case because uh, he's grilling his own witnesses. Now, there's digital forensic investigators uh, that work as witnesses for both the prosecution and for the defense. And there was a guy on the stand in this case who worked for Martinez plenty of times. They knew each other very well. Mm-hmm. And this Martinez is, is attacking his credibility uh, and his, uh, his uh, capability of performing these examinations. Now, that means he can never you call him as a witness in another case ever. His own, this is his own prosecution. His own prosecution, uh, yeah. So, so you're saying that this could be a little bit uh, crooked here? Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. There's, there's really a lot of outrageous stuff. It's very unusual. It's really, really unusual for, for a prosecutor to attack experts on their honesty and their credibility. Mm-hmm. You can attack the report. You can attack their findings. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for him to be attacking this woman like LaViolette, the, the, the short-haired woman who was the domestic violence expert, mm-hmm. uh, psychologist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's accusing her of being a liar over and over and over again. And then they have people uh, in the public, this lynch mob public, stalking this woman in real life and intimidating her and threatening her in real life and trying to dig up dirt in their background and stuff like that. This, this whole situation, to me, is just outrageous. Okay, let me... And you've got to stop I, and think. Okay, Rich, okay, let me tell you something. What if Marla, okay... Would it get fed up with you one day and just stab the hell out of you and kill you? <laughs> okay. Okay. Can you give me a knife? We want her to have a fair trial, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I want a fair trial. But Marla, Marla would want, want a fair trial. I'd be dead. investigator who's experienced in death penalty cases to come and help you out and be on your side and, and get you a good case, right? Here, here's the point, Ed. <laughs> yeah. right, right. The point, Ed, is she killed. She he ki- wants, Rich wants. Right, if right, I if right. I kill Rich, he wants me to uh, she, not get a good. No, I don't. Here's the point. She killed. <laughs> yeah, she killed she, 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 to come with me. How's that? Hey, yeah, she, Ed, yeah. You did. Okay. Just gave me a really good idea. Can you get rid of me and go with Ed? Where are those kitchen knives? <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll give you a whole. Get the insurance up first. But here, yeah, here's. Oh the, yeah, here's. You, the, uh, you, Marla, will you leave uh, everything to me, Rich? Here's the here, here's the thing. She killed the guy. Yeah. Period. Yeah. Okay, they got proof of it. Okay, oh, yeah. so why is this prosecutor and going doing all this dirty, dirty work? I mean, I mean, she's she's guilty. They found her guilty. I mean. Uh, so I don't know where your head is on this, Ed. Well, I'm confused now. Okay, she, well, she's well, guilty you know of first-degree murder. We're in the phase now where she's trying not to get the death penalty. But she wanted she the death a penalty. A friend of hers is going to testify on her this, behalf. This chick so the, prosecutor, the prosecutor goes, hey, come on, just trying to... A friend wants to testify on behalf of their friend. And this guy's digging up uh, allegations of um, welfare fraud of this friend mm-hmm. and the drug use of this friend, trying to totally destroy her character and intimidate her from coming to testify. Mm-hmm. Hmm. She wasn't there. How she, the hell? Unless she, they were having a threesome. Hey, who cares about the best yeah, friend? Yeah, was there a threesome involved with this, maybe, that we don't know about? No, there wasn't. No, no but there the wasn't. thing okay. is, like, if, if I'm on, on trial for the death penalty and I have a, you know, a lifelong friend, like a high school coach, mm-hmm. you know, they can come in and, and, and give mitigating uh, testimony saying, hey, look, this guy was a good kid. He had a rough life. You know, please spare his life. They're, they're begging for my life to be spared. Mm-hmm. And so this prosecutor could not stand to have this this defendant have a fair chance of mitigation for of life having and for, a witness come for, forward and get some kind get of, now, you know, I, I, I see Ed's point of view but yeah. you know the, the point of the matter is he wants the death penalty but she did say and she, this girl's not crazy renegade nation this girl this woman is not crazy if you think she's crazy you're crazy she is not crazy she is a manipulator she knows how to win you over and she did say and I'm paraphrasing it I want to die I want the death penalty I don't want to live in prison and I don't want to stay in one place for any length of time that, that, that's what she said now she comes back and now she's begging for her life and she's going to just start recycling programs in prison. 
You know, every time you bring up the recycling, you know, you knock the wind out of me, brother. She said but, it. It's on um, our website. Yeah, it's on it's on the Renegade site. Yeah, Renegade Nation, you can look at her. She's all dressed up. She looks like she's doing a PowerPoint presentation. Yeah, she, she, she it's hilarious. Like the way she, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, she's not, she is not crazy. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's a pathological liar, and what she knows how to control the jury and control Ed. the judge and get the compassion and everything else. Yes. From what you've seen, Ed, do you think she's a pathological liar? Yeah, I think she's a manipulator, and I think she has problems for sure. And I, I oh, think she, she sure does. <laughs> I'm sure she is. It sounds um, to, hey, Ed, it sounds to but, me like fatal attraction. Well, you want to know what, you know, uh, that, that's a theory, you know, and that's a theory. But what, what evidence do you have to support that theory? You know, what we know is, is she went to visit this guy. She was invited in. They had, a, they had relations that night. And uh, then she was taking pictures of him in the shower. And then two minutes later, he was dead. Maybe, That's maybe, hey, really No, something happened to spark that. Maybe he was And, and unless Ed. she tells us, we don't know. Ed, maybe he was beating off and thinking of somebody else. That could have been it. Yeah. I'm trying to think, why would she have uh, sex with him all night and then go kill him right at, 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 you know, when he's taking a shower? I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. He, he must have said something to her to, to get her crazy. Uh, maybe maybe, he, maybe um, he didn't get her to orgasm, so she was really furious. <laughs> well, yeah, but the thing is, okay, fine, these are all great theories, right? But they weren't brought up in court. What we had was the prosecution's theory is that uh, she bought these gas cans and she had it all planned in months in advance and she bought gas cans so she wouldn't be on video cameras and in gas stations and she stole a gun and all this stuff. Now, now, this is all the, the premeditation theory that she stole a gun from her grandparents' house, that she bought gas cans and filled up gas so she wouldn't be seen in a in a gas station. Yeah, I didn't okay. even know yeah, I, any I, of no, that. No, they had that on TV where she went to the parents' house in California yeah. and got the gun oh, and brought the gun back. Uh, I haven't paid any so, attention to So it was, basically the argument was between premeditated and um, just psycho crazy. Yeah, I can't find any premeditation in this case. Uh, there, there isn't enough evidence to get her arrested and, and convicted mm -hmm. on stealing that gun from the grandparents' house. So you can't suddenly say, well, listen, if there's not enough proof to get a conviction on that, then we're going to use that to get a conviction in, in a death penalty case for mm -hmm. premeditation. As far as the gas cans, it's the prosecution's theory that she bought these gas cans so she wouldn't be seen in the state of Arizona. But she filled up those gas cans again on the way home in Utah when there was oh, no that's, motive. That's right, yeah. Yeah. There's no motive. I think I brought that up the last time I was on a show because I was ranting and raving about those gas cans for a long time. Mm -hmm. And nobody cares. Nobody listens to me. Yeah, okay. I mean, nobody listens to us either. Yeah. We just we just say the way it is, and you know. Well, the three of us can listen to each other. We can listen to each other. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I got another thing for you too. Yeah, yeah. That's it's, it's really irks me in this case is that uh, when I watched the, uh, the digital forensic investigator talk about his analysis of the computer hard drive of Travis Alexander's laptop, okay, he, and I, I know this report, he used NCASE, okay, and I'm very familiar with the report, and he described how the night Jody came over, Travis was logged into uh, his ex-girlfriend's email account looking at his ex-girlfriend's YouTube account and then transferring over to Google, reading her emails and going back to YouTube. Mm-hmm. And that, did you know that? No. no, did not know that. No, I didn't know that. Yeah, Saint Alexander was was hacking into his ex girlfriend's uh, email account. Saint. And, <laughs> Saint you know, and reading her emails. Okay. No, because that's what HON and, and Court TV and all these shows try and make it out to that this guy was a saint and she's the most evil, crazy person in the world. And and it's it's not this. Every story. Every, and you know, I've been involved in some big, 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 big news stories. And it's you got to put aside what you see on TV. And just look at the evidence for yourself. We watch these trials and look at the evidence for yourself with, with an uh, objective mind, like the jury should be doing. But it, it is very hard. Watching HON and yeah, it is Dr. very Drew. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 it is very, very hard when you see it on TV and you see all these people and they're and cheering. Pieces, I said yeah. to my, you know, when I said to myself, I'm watching these people outside the courthouse. How come they're not, they're not at work? What, what, why are they? Oh, why, yeah. why do they give a flying Did, fuck yes, about this? There were two women that flew there to from Nebraska or something. Yeah. Right? Or something. I mean, that's I, fucking I forgot crazy. about that, but I mean, it, it shouldn't have been allowed on TV. No, you know what I call this? I call this a distraction from what's really going on. Was that's that what, what I call, call it. Yeah. yeah, it's a distraction. Uh, but uh, it only held off for a little bit of time. Now the IRS and Abominable is all messed up. Anyway, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking to Ed about him being stalked online. We're going to also be talking about the upcoming trial with George Zimmerman. And oh boy, that's that Trayvon, uh, Trayvon Martin that uh, wow. was shot down in Florida. That poor little boy. The poor little boy with the Skittles the in the poor, 
little boy yeah, with his skittles. Every <laughs> the poor <laughs> little boy. <laughs> yes, he he's so such a sweet little lad. Well, but anyway, we'll anyway. be finding you, out. You remember the pictures of the football uniform? He was so cute. Yeah, yes. he was cute. Yeah. Anyway, Aww. we're gonna take a break. We're gonna be talking about that. Anyway, I'm gonna start. Uh, I'm gonna send Jody Arias my uh, my proposal no, for re- yeah for a recycling program or recycling old dildos. No, you want one. I'm of those- gonna send Marla my plan to get rid of you, buddy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll, we'll Let me be give right. you my, my uh, friends, you're about We'll be right back. No parking by the sewer sign, hot dog, my razor broke, water dripping up the spout, but I don't care, let it all hang out. Blunt. Do you like to be blunt? Absolutely. We don't sugarcoat shit. Listen Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 12 noon Pacific Standard Time. You'll hear things you've never heard before. Renegade Talk Radio. Okay, we're back. Renegade Nation, Ed Oberman on air. Renegade Talk, where we don't sugarcoat shit. We just tell you the way it is. Whether you like it or not, we don't really fucking care. If you'd like to go to Ed's website, go to emailrevealer.com. It's emailrevealer.com. If you need help, if you help. need help, if you need to have somebody track down, Ed is the man for you. He will take care of all of your problems and issues and solve them as, a prof- as the professional that he is. Welcome, Ed, to the show. Hey guys, how are you? Oh, good. I'm just hanging out and talking to you and all, so, yes, all the goody he's stuff the that we talk about. With the, uh, digital forensic. He's the digital forensic dude. If you need digital forensics and you think somebody's fucking you over, Ed's the guy to go to. <laughs> yes. Renegade Nation, anywhere in the world, if you need help, he will help you. So, I am the voice of authority. I'm telling you right away because Ed's a good guy. <laughs> uh, Ed, so you're being stalked on Facebook. I just got kicked off of Facebook, and yeah, now I'm back. Yeah, I know on. you told me. Uh, uh, yeah, well, what, what, what's going on with you being stalked? What's that all about? <laughs> what happened? Well, you know, it's interesting because you know one of the things I do is I, I investigate cyber stalking cases. <laughs> you know, yeah, and, you're uh, an investigator. I emails back and internet defamation. These are all the stuff I work on, as, as, as well as the digital forensics. So I was saying, you know, discussing the Jody Arias case in uh, the HLN uh, Beth Karras fan page. Mm-hmm. And we're all in there discussing the case, you know? Yeah. And uh, the, the, the DFI was uh, testifying, and I was, you know, giving some little commentary there on what was going on there. And, uh, you know, I, I want people to have a fair trial, you know? I don't, I don't think she's innocent. I know she's guilty. Uh but I still think she should have a fair trial. But why are you being stalked over something like that? Well, let, because let him, there's a talk. lynch mob mentality out there. Okay. That if you're not going along with this group, they're saying that you hate this woman, you hate this woman, you hate this woman. There's people out there that just freak out. And, uh, you know, think that, and then they start accusing me of saying that I think she's innocent. Wow. Like, even if you notice, like on HLN every night on Dr. Drew, all the hosts are terrified to say anything positive about Jody Arias mm-hmm. or even give her any kind of fair shake at all because they know the kind of hate mail and, and threats that they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I was being threatened, man, and they were planning this right out in the open, that they were going to sab- uh, sabotage my character and then post all this yeah. defamatory content all over. They were trying to find different websites and blogs and stuff where I post on, and, and they were going to go there and attack me, and right out in the open. You know what these people should be. You know what. You know what these people should be doing is worrying about what's going on in the government and how they're getting fucked over, and not worried about some fucking chick who murdered her boyfriend. You know, dude, they're man, fucking morons. Because so you know, uh, we're all getting screwed over. But, but then again, you know, they should be worried about their lives. Getting a fair trial for themselves if they got to go before the court. That's exactly right. Because you know, people identify with the government with a prosecutor, and when meanwhile, uh, the odds of you becoming a prosecutor and prosecuting someone is much less than the odds of you being in the jackpot and being on the defendant seat over there at the defendant table. The jackpot. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about talking about prosecution. The next big court case coming up. Oh, wait, right? we well, I'm, wait, wait, wait a minute. He didn't finish telling us how he caught the stalkers and what he did. Okay, I don't. Well, we're done. He, guy, <laughs> well, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, they, there was one night where this one guy had gone out to dinner, got really drunk, and came back on the board. <laughs> and started, you know, really uh, 
they were like right out in the open, uh, plotting to go around and, and post all this defamatory information about me. They were making a list of where they're going to go. They were they were trying to get a hold of my my friends' names and family's names and stuff no. like that. Uh, right out in the open. That's you and know that, so that's immature. I tracked they, they, them all down. You know. I tracked them all down. I called them up at home that night. <laughs> 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 what happened when they answered the phone? They went like this. Oh, oh, you know? anyway. what, you, what you do first is is you, you download everything on the site. You, 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 know, you, you capture all the defamatory information you put into a nice little report. So then it's saved. Then you get it removed. Then you contact them and say, hey, look, man, I got everything you're saying. You know, this is actionable, you Piece of shit. You dickhead. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And it's even, you know, when people are making threats and stuff like that, that's a criminal offense. That you is a criminal offense. Yeah. When you make a threat. Yeah. That is a criminal offense. Anyway, moving along, the next big uh, trial coming up, which is really going to rock this country, is the George Zimmerman case and good old Trayvon. And um, Ed has a the full 911 tape. Um, from HLN that has never really aired. They only air certain parts of the 911 call. They don't air the whole thing. So, so hey, can you explain to us, to the to our what audience, the going on? what the hell is going to happen <laughs> here with good old Trayvon and George Zimmerman and this whole malarkey that's going on with this? Okay, I'll tell you what happened. Um, uh, when the, the case first came up, you know, right again, you know, again, it was all over HLN that the story was about this kid with the Skittles, a nice tea, and a hoodie. And uh, they were playing this edited version, this shortened version of mm-hmm. the 911 tape. Uh, so, and I knew something was fishy with that tape. And it sounded like, remember at the end of the tape, that they would cut it off right where it said, uh, are, you fo- are you following him? And he would say, yeah. And they'd say, well, we don't want you to do that. Mm-hmm. And then they made it sound like that right after then he's pulling out a gun and he's shooting this kid up for no reason. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went and got a copy of the tape. Okay, We made a Freedom of Information Act request and I, I got it the next day. Okay, And uh, it's, the tape is about seven minutes long. Wow. And it, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And it goes on and on and on about how uh, he's saying, hey, man, can you, are the cops, are they coming yet? Because I'm nervous out here. I'm all by myself. I don't know where this guy is. He could be coming back. You know, I, I really want to get out of here. Uh, let me see what the street sign says. There was no way this guy was on a hunting trip uh, to shooting uh, little kids with Skittles and iced tea. <laughs> he was trying to get out of there. Be- hunting yeah. trip. <laughs> yeah, he wanted to get out of there before he got killed, basically. is what. Yeah. Well, he was nervous because the, the kid, he said on the tape, the kid looks stoned. He looks high on something. And what do they find when they do the autopsy? The kid was stoned. stoned. The kid was high on something. Where the kid, he says, this kid is acting suspicious out here. What do they find out later on? The kid was uh, suspended from school for having burglary tools and stolen jewelry on him. Wow. Okay, so getting into the Al Sharptongue deal and him screaming with that Jesse Jackass, all them screaming about this as a racial thing, what, what do you think is going to happen here? What, what you, what's your uh, take on it, Ed? I'll give you my take, okay, because I've known Al Sharpton since I was in high school. Okay, you, know, you and I may have different kind of politics. You poor so, like, thing. When I was in high school, a young man in New York, I was a Lower East Side radical leftist, okay? I was an anarchist, street protester. Uh, so, and we did a lot of anti-racism protests and stuff like that. So I knew Al Sharpton back uh, in the 70s. Hasn't changed. And 80s. Yeah. And you want to know something? You would like Al Sharpton, okay? In person, Al Sharpton is a nice guy. Then why um, does he do what he does? Well, because he has his own agenda, okay? And uh, his own agenda has strayed from where it once was when I knew him. Uh, because now, you know, when he ran for president there, you know, he's staying at these hotels $10,000 a night. And who's running his campaign is these right-wing uh, dirty tricksters from the, the, the Nixon campaign. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No. This is really interesting yeah. talk radio. Al Sharpton's campaign when he ran for president was old. It had to be some kind of a, 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 a political maneuvering to take away votes from the mainstream Democratic uh, candidates. Uh, because the whole thing was run by these, these, these right-wing, really, really far-right-wing uh, dirty tricksters mm-hmm. uh, group. Yeah. Wow, so he was getting white women, too, to fuck. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. <laughs> you know what? I don't know if he's into that kind of thing. I don't know if he's really a... Uh, you know, I, he's such a big mouth, and he, you know, he's, uh, you know, he's... Uh, my whole thing with this Trayvon Martin and George Zimmerman yeah. deal, here's my take. Um, 
I'm really pissed off at NBC and MSNBC for letting him, letting Sharpton go down there and start this race war and riot over this whole thing. Let justice take it where it needs to take it. Instead of having these marches and we're back in Selma, Alabama, screaming and yelling, ah, I'm going to take care of you and all this craziness. Why is it that these people need to do this stuff? Nobody knows. That's why we have a jury trial. That's why all the evidence is except presented. For Jody Andrews. Everybody gets a jury trial except for Jody. Just lynch her. They, 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 they want to lynch George Zimmerman. Just for a second, brother. You, know, you want to talk about now how this becomes a racism case? I have no idea. Well, they know. No, he made it into a race. No, he made it into a racism <laughs> case. Al Sharpton did. Seven or eight nine one one calls that night of neighbors calling in about these two guys fighting out in the street. And did you know they all thought it was two black guys? No. No. <laughs> Two yeah. black guys, yeah. Because in the dark, Zimmerman looks just as black as Martin. That's right, because right. he was a Mexican. He 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 he, he has he dark, dark skin. skin. Yeah, yeah, dark skin. Okay. Peruvian, it's Peruvian. He's yeah, Peruvian, yeah, whatever he yeah. is. I'm sorry if I eat. Yeah, okay. So they well, both now, you got to get the facts straight, Rich. i got to get the facts He's straight, Peruvian. Rich. I'm per- I'm Peruvian. I'm Peruvian. I forgot. <laughs> I didn't look that up on the internet. Yes, go ahead. Big difference. <laughs> okay. So he looked like, it didn't matter. He looked black. Yeah, when they saw they them fighting, they looked black. Two dark-skinned men. Two dark-skinned men. Put there it you that go. Way. But anyway, back to the argument of Al Sharptongue going down there and Jesse Jackass raising hell uh, and making this into a racial... Um, a, a murder, ra- a murder, a racial, racially in, 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 engulfed. That's what's happening, and that's why people are upset. It, this has gotten out of hand. And I, the stupid ostrich fucking media, MSNBC, sends him down there, and he starts a race riot. I find that to be offensive. Well, you know what? Uh, relax, because I don't think you're going to see too much of Al Sharpton going forward. Yeah, because they're not going to send him down there. <laughs> <laughs> it is relaxed yet, okay? Because <laughs> Al Sharpton is, is a smart guy, and this is his business, you know? And I, what I think that uh, Al Sharpton knows at this point, just like I know, is that the, uh, the prosecution's main witness, who is this 16-year-old girl that was Trayvon Martin's girlfriend, mm-hmm. uh, and she's lying, okay? And there's no doubt that she's lying. Um, hey, by the way, don't let me forget. I've got another piece of this case, too, i got to tell you about. Okay. Uh, but, uh, I'll try to be your brain. Um, but uh, <laughs> she's lying. And we know she's lying because uh, when she did her statement for these, uh, in front of the DA with these family members were there and everything, Trayvon Martin's family members were there when the, she was giving her statement. Mm-hmm. And she said that Trayvon Martin told her over the phone that he was being followed by this scary looking guy. And I'm so scared of him that I'm going to put my hoodie on my head. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, now we know that's a lie. You know why we know that's a lie? Yeah, why? Because. Because the whole hoodie thing is bullshit. That's why. It's total fucking bullshit. Excuse my language, but it is. There's nothing on that tape where uh, Zimmerman is calling up saying, hey, there's a guy with a hoodie over here, and he looks suspicious because of the hoodie. Mm-hmm. He said, what's he wearing? He says he's wearing a sweat jacket. Mm-hmm. Okay? The whole hoodie thing comes on later on on HLN. Trayvon Martin had no idea. He could not have known any idea that, that the hoodie was going to be part of his story. Because it wasn't part of the story. Now, the girl, the girlfriend, whose name is being withheld, okay, she knew it was part of the story because she's watching HLN. She's watching Al Sharpton. She's watching the protest, which was all about hoodies. So she made up that part about the hoodie. There's no other, there's no other explanation. Now, she's in deep shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know and, and, and Al Sharpton's not a stupid guy, and he knows that. And he knows and it, yeah. That's, that's why he won't be there. That's you right. You don't see him involved in this that much anymore. You know right. what I found really interesting about the whole thing was, they, like you said earlier when we were off air, they put this picture up of this kid when he's like 12 years old, and you know he looks sweet and cute. But in actuality, he was what age? Oh, he was a thug, man. The kid was, you know, he was a big, he was a, an athlete. Yeah. He, on his Twitter, on, on his stuff like that, his Twitter account, he was talking about punching a uh, a bus driver in the face. The kid mm-hmm. had stolen property out of him, mm-hmm. possession of drugs. This kid was suspended from school. What the hell is he doing walking around down right. the street anyway at night? Well, That's I, exactly right. If kid's suspended from school, she's sitting at home. Right. I'm just, I'm just Well, you said that, that when that yeah. first happened, Marla. You said, why are they showing a, 12 year, a, tw- a picture of a 12-year-old? Or, an, or a 10-year-old. Yeah. Or whatever the hell he's it was. He's so much older than the picture. And like you well, said... They do that. 
Because he's always he looks so sweet and mild mannered. Well, anyway, it's going to be uh-huh. it's going to be a very interesting case that's coming up. Um, now, I want to ask one more question about, and this is really interesting to all of you Renegade na- uh, Nation that love the Beatles and John Lennon. Oh, um, before that, can I tell you one more thing? Yeah, one yeah, more case. I right. have it written down. Forgot. You know why I got involved in that to begin with? Why? I, I almost forgot this whole thing because uh, the, the nine one one thing was sort of, sort of an afterthought. Um, but it, I'm pissed off about it. So I want to talk about it. <laughs> go ahead. Go, ahead. go, go right ahead. I we love this it. Thing is because you remember when everybody was looking for George Zimmerman, nobody knew where he was, mm-hmm. and he put up that website called the Real George Zimmerman. Yeah. What I did was okay because you know I have my agent uh, who that works with TMZ and all the radar online and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me find out where this guy is and we could sell that information. So I went to his website and I figured out what his email address was on that website, okay? And I had to guess it, okay? But mm-hmm. I'll tell you what it was. It was George at the real georgezimmerman.com. Okay? That's pretty simple. <laughs> I guessed it and then I started emailing him because what I can do is, when I do these like cyber stalking investigations or even runaway kids or bail jumpers and stuff like that, I can email them then when they open up my email, I can see where they are when they open up the email. Right. Wow. Okay. I found this guy. Uh-huh. And you want to know what? What? He was right by the courthouse. He turned himself in like two hours later. <laughs> yeah, he turned himself in, Renegade Nation. I remember all that. A lot of people forget about what I, happened because it was about remember. it was about a year ago or so, yeah. wasn't it? Wasn't it at about Me a year ago? Marla could have ran away on that money. Yeah, that's right. You could have <laughs> taken that money and took off. Anyway, we're going to take a break. Renegade okay. Nation. When we come back, we're going to be yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, was that Marla. the other part of the story? That was, I was the other part of the to story. You, Ed? That was the last part. Yeah. Okay, that was the last you. part. Anyway, we're, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking about John Lennon and um, mm. Ed uh, somehow got a, met Mark David Chapman, the guy who killed John Lennon, and uh, we're going to talk about that. So hang in there, Ooh. Renegade Nation. We have Ed Oberman from emailrevealer.com on air, a forensic detective, really interesting stuff. Renegade Nation, you hang in there. We don't sugarcoat shit. My name is Richie, along with Marla and Ed. We'll be right back. Freedom's being destroyed like free speech. Shut up! Then fucking stay here and be blunt about it. Shut up! Will you shut up? Be right back. Okay, we're back. Renegade Nation, Renegade Talk. Ed Oberman uh, from emailerrevealer.com. And boy, is he revealing a lot to us off air. We're going to be talking about some Michael Jackson stuff. Also, <laughs> um, Mark David Chapman and John Lennon. Here's John, by the way. Uh, Sure, a lot of mind games being played today. What a mind game. That was a great song by John Lennon. Oh, by the way, uh, my name is Richie, along with Marla. We have Ed Oberman on. Is that who you are? That's who I am. Yeah, Richie. Do you know who you are? Do you you know who I am? Do you know who I am? I'm an American. Do you you know who I am? You can find out. I'm an American citizen. I'm an American citizen, and don't you ever track me down. (laughs) Who the hell do you think you are? Anyway, I do have uh, a girl that wants to meet you. Oh, really? Her name is Leanna, yes. Leanna will be listening to this program, and Leanna said, I want to meet oh, this that's guy. that's right. She, she, because she's an erotic she, novelist or something, yeah. is she, Marla? Yeah, she writes erotic novels. I know she has big tits, but... Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway. So she Leanna, wants to pick your brain. She, uh, yeah. And I, and I said, I don't know if his brain is ripe enough for picking. Okay. No, she can pick my nose. She can pick anything. <laughs> she can pick your ass. You know. Anyway, so we're going to be talking to Ed. And Ed's a private detective investigator. If you have any issues going on that He's you need to get resolved, digital, digital. I'm sorry, Marla, Forensics. for making all the mistakes that I make. <laughs> uh, you need you need to go to Ed. So the e, uh, the uh, website address is email revealer. Dot com. We'll put it up on the site, too, so you'll be able to find it if you're having issues and problems. If anyone's and you stalking you and you need a digital stalking, uh, detective. Cheating, spouse, Ed is your man. Ed's your man. Anyway, oh, yeah. um, Ed, Ed gave a presentation uh, in New York, and he met uh, Mark David Chapman the Friday before he killed John Lennon. So what was all that about? 
You know, okay, this is something that it haunted me uh, my whole life. Because when I was uh, in high school, as a senior in high school, I ran into Mark David Chapman. And, you know, can you imagine? It was like the Friday right before he killed John Lennon. And uh, it's always stuck in the back of my mind. It's haunted me my whole life, you know? And uh, so I really don't talk about it that much, but it, uh, little by little, you know, every now and then I, I slip out, hey, you know, I met Mark David Chapman. So I mentioned it on the radio a couple of times, and I was just invited to this presentation in Henderson, Nevada, with this summit, this conference of people that, that are, uh, it's kind of conspiracy theorist kind of guys, um, and the mind control victims. and, mm-hmm. and Yeah, that's you know, talked uh, a lot about a lot. Yeah, like MK Ultra guys, and there was even guys there who were former uh, CIA and former NSA that were legitimate guys, guys with PhDs too. These were all legitimate guys on the uh, the panel. It was really fascinating, and I was invited because you know everyone thinks of Mark David Chapman as being this poster child for the Manchurian Candidate mind control kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, right, because he was like a zombie with the Catcher in the Rye and all that stuff. Like yep. That. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's what they did. That's what they made him out to be. So yeah. what is the real, what, what is the well, truth is behind all that? Yeah, well, that's why I'm listening. That's why the Ren- Renegade Nation wants to hear this. Go ahead, Ed. Well, okay, you know, uh, the, the story back when I was a kid that came out was that, you know, Chapman came to New York. Yeah, and the, the, the few witnesses that came out were that uh, first he met a cab driver, and he told the cab driver that uh, he just we came from a recording session with John Lennon and Paul McCartney. Mm-hmm. And the cab driver thought he was nuts because he was acting all agitated and weird and crazy. Mm-hmm. And then later on, another day, he met uh, James Taylor. Did you know this? No. no. Oh, yeah. Mark David Chapman confronted James Taylor in a subway station and practically backed him up against the wall, rambling and ranting and raving. And all about what? What was, was he rambling and ra- what, what was he rambling about and ranting about? What, what, what is it with the Mark David Chapman going after these artists? I don't understand. Good question. Uh, and the, the Mark David Chapman that I met was also rambling and ranting and raving, acting agitated and acted very strange. But then the other one that they talk about, the Mark David Chapman, out in front of the Dakota, was this catatonic guy who was a nice, easygoing guy who got along with Lennon. Lennon signed his album. Mm-hmm. Uh, the doorman liked him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he made friends out there with the other autograph hounds, and he even went out to dinner with them, went out to meals with them. This calm guy. That's not the, John, that's not the Mark David Chapman that I met. Not at all. Okay, so there's drugs. So or are you he's saying? Okay, are you saying that Mark David Chapman might have been innocent? No, no. Okay, I, I think there might have been. You know how they, you, you hear those stories about how there were two Lee Harvey Oswalds? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's what I was right. headed. Yeah, and, and I, there, there was a guy too. You know, there's a, at the time in New York City, there was a guy named Ripperman who had this theory that uh, Stephen King was actually the killer of John Lennon, not Mark David Chapman. <laughs> oh my God, that's really wacko. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's a, that's a bizarre story. That's you know, a really that, bizarre. Just Google that on the internet, and you can read this guy's story. I think he's a nut. Everyone thought he was a nut at the time. you got to remember, back in 79 and 80, there was no internet. There was right. no blogs, That's right. There was no website. There was payphones. So when you had a theory like that, what you did was you made a poster, and you put it up, uh, posted it up on the walls all over mm-hmm. town. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. what they did. Back in the olden days. I'm yeah. still, to this day, so, wait, hold on, I, to this day, why John Lennon was killed. I, I just, I, he's a musician. Yeah, he was a great, well, I, I just don't get it. What, what, what we've been told is that he killed John Lennon for Jodie Foster because he was in love oh, with her. Oh, that's foolish. No, I'm I don't. Just, no, I'm no, just no, telling. no, that was Hinkley. That was John Hinkley. That was John okay, Hinkley. I'm sorry, Hinkley. Sorry, I'm sorry, sorry if I made a mistake. Go do some Oxycontin. You're t- <laughs> You want to know what, man? Uh, they, uh, you want that's a fascinating story as well, because you know John Hinckley's uh, um, John Hinckley's parents were having dinner with uh, George Bush's uh, uh, brother <laughs> the night before. Really? Uh, this, uh, the wow. And uh, to hear you got Reagan get shot. He's on the operating table, and they don't even know that there's exploding bullets inside him because they didn't check the gun, I guess. Mm-hmm. But they're over at Jody Force's dorm room at the at Yale questioning her. They knew about Jody Force ten minutes later. How's that happen? Good question. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I there, there's so but much me, bullshit. I, I, I never met Hinckley, okay, but I did meet Chapman. So let's go stay with Chapman. So what happened with Chapman? I mean, he was he was crazy and out of control, or, or he was this calm well, guy. Chapman was a Scientologist. Did you know that? Oh, no. I didn't, oh, no wonder he was crazy. A Scientologist. I, you know, I went on a spaceship ride with L. Ron Hubbard two weeks ago. Oh, we, really? we went down to Antarctica and met God. Yeah, go ahead, and I'm sorry. Very good, man. <laughs> Anyway, so where I met uh, Chapman was, uh, at the time I was a, a, a New York City kid, I was a Lower East Side radical leftist uh, protester, you know, protesting for, you know, uh, legalized marijuana, you know, uh, with the yippies, you know, and uh, 
and uh, you know racial equality and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And just uh, you know the things that were happening in d- that time and, period. Yeah, that, that time period, yeah. right? So I used to hang out. You know, I used to go from high school on Staten Island, get on the ferry, and take the train go down to Yippie Headquarters down at Nine Bleecker Street, <laughs> and that was my usual routine. You know, I'd go there on the weekends after school, and uh, a lot of people don't realize this, but uh, the Yippies at that time were the guys who were behind uh, High Times Magazine. Oh yeah, what High Times. High Times oh, Magazine. High times, the other ones yeah. that started High Times. Yeah. Right. The, the, one of the, the big hippies was a guy named Tom Prasad, and he founded. He was the founder of High Times Magazine, and he was a huge marijuana smuggler. And he was uh, found. A, he was suicided. And he had a, one of those a strange suicides where he was in a two-bedroom apartment, killed himself in one bedroom there, where he had a bullet wound to his left side of his head, but he was right-handed. One of those deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, this guy. Where, where does I, Chapman I fit into all this? He's been accused of being a CIA agent. I don't know anything firsthand about that, but I know the guy was a big marijuana smuggler. Mm. And then uh, the hippies were taken over by a guy named Dana Beal, uh, who also had huge uh, marijuana smuggling charges against him that were just mysteriously dropped. Um, but over there at Nine Bleecker Street uh, was probably the center of uh, marijuana. Uh, Smuggling and distribution from the Northeast Coast. Uh, tons of marijuana coming up from Colombia and then later from Mexico. Stored it over there at Nine Bleecker Street and distributed from Nine Bleecker Street over there. Right next door was Dial a Joint, if you remember. Mickey Cesar Dial-a-Joint. and Dial a Joint. That's oh where I used to get on my pot. That's where I used Did to go. Really? Yeah, no, I'm, 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 I got okay. my. It was transferred to Philadelphia. That's where I got picked up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it came in my High Times magazine. Yeah, <laughs> it was all folded well, up. Know, High Times magazine was funded by uh, by uh, Larry Flint's Hustler magazine. Oh, Larry was, Flint. Yeah. yeah, Larry Flint had a deal. Where what he did was, wow. uh, uh, he would he would buy all the magazines in bulk and then resell them. So he was dumping a, a whole truckload of cash into Tom Frasad's hands every month you know, before the magazine was published. And then he would re- resell it and make, his, and make a profit. Oh, he made a huge profit. He made yeah. a huge but, profit, yeah. But, but, but it's very unusual for a magazine publisher to, to work that way, you know. Well, they were up so, to something. Yeah, to pay for the, the magazines up front before they were sold. That was a huge, that was a windfall. Ed, where does Mark David Chapman come into all this? Well, what happened was uh, I went down there, and uh, in my usual hangout, you know, because uh, and I used to enjoy the uh, conversation down there and the other uh, activities that were going on. Yeah, a lot of activity. Uh, and, um, what happened all the was stoners. I went in there, the Yippie headquarters, like where I hung out all the time, and in the uh, outer office area, the reception area, was Mark David Chapman sitting there. I didn't know who he was, but I could tell right away he was a weirdo. And mm-hmm. um, <laughs> there were some other people there that were unfamiliar to me. Okay, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was since there was a ton of pot upstairs, we had to kind of guard the door and not let people come in and out. <laughs> Without, you know, uh, people keeping an eye on things. So you were do- so uh, 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 What was that? You were a uh, door uh, greeter. No, you were a bouncer. You were a bouncer. No, yeah, no, I was. I was one of the guys who was like a peacekeeper. Uh, I was a senior in high school. I was really fit. Uh, I was living with my parents, so I was eating three meals a day, which most people in that neighborhood were not. I and I was in good shape. Okay, I was <laughs> running. I was working out with weights. This was before steroids came out, so it was all natural. But anyway, so everyone was getting nervous about Chapman sitting there because he was acting really weird. And he was saying that he had tapes in his duffel bag. He had these tapes that he wanted to give to Aaron Kay. Mm-hmm. Aaron Kay was the yippie pie man who would, uh, as part of his political theater, he would go and hit politicians in the face with a pie. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah. I remember all that. Oh, yeah, they say you go Aaron up and smack him really in the face cool with a pie. He's still around today. He's still alive. He, he really? winds up in the hospital all the time, poor guy, because he's so old. And... Yeah. I remember that. But, um, they used to have pies in their faces. <laughs> he would have a yeah, field day. Yeah. Well, he invented that, you know? Yeah, he invented it. <laughs> I was like a little I kid. was the one who invented that. <laughs> Okay. I invented the pie in the face. I had the pie in the face with a yeah, U.S. Anyway, congressman. So, um, hey, fuck so you, Chapman asshole. Was saying he had these tapes that he wanted to give to Aaron Kay, but he kept digging around in the bag. He wasn't coming out with any tapes. He was coming out with nothing. So who knows what it is in the bag, maybe the gun or what. So anyway, so these, these girls and these guys, these kids, they were getting nervous about Chapman, so they left. And I was in this building all alone. It was just me and Mark David Chapman. He was that scary? Yeah, he wow. was. This was an agitated, weird guy that, that was uh, um, socially awkward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I can't even describe it. It was, it was a, 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 if you saw him on the subway, you'd go to another car. you go to another so car. I, I had that yeah. experience yeah. once where you was, go, was, you, 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 you have that experience where you see somebody and they scare you and you know it. Right. He was one of them. 
Okay. Was he just Wait, well, okay, but now, how can they say over and over and over again that when over in front of the Dakota, he was so easy to get along with, he's going out to dinner with people, he's hanging out with the doorman. Hey, by the way, did you know that the doorman in front of the Dakota was a CIA agent that was at the Bay of Pigs? Oh, of course I knew that. Oh, I, everybody me? knows that, uh, Ed. <laughs> where the hell you been? And uh, there's another <laughs> connection because across the street to 9 Bleecker Street was 10 Bleecker Street, and above there lived the, the man who wrote the book Coup d'etat in America, which was the first book to, to um, uh, a guy named A.J. Weberman, who also knew John Lennon, by the way, uh, and he wrote the book Coup d'etat in America, which was the first book that uh, pointed out that the three tramps at the Kennedy assassination were identical to the Watergate burglars. You know, when you really look at this, John Lennon's music really changed dramatically, like mind control and power to the people. Mind do you games. think mind games? Do you think that they thought he could be a mover and a shaker in the in the generation that they didn't? They needed to get rid of him. You're trying to ask it. So he was silenced by. Well, the he was silenced. Well, I'm guessing was he, in your opinion, was he silenced? No, he's definitely silenced. He was, right? Yeah, he, he was, was definitely silenced. He has been silenced. Now, who did it? Who knows? Okay, uh, there's, there's, now he was under surveillance by the FBI, uh, immigration. I mean, the guy had a lot of trials, and they were trying to kick him out of the country. Um, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Why were they trying? Well, Ed, Ed, slow down. Ed. So there's a lot of different theories of, of who could have been involved in the assassination, but obviously he was assassinated. That's a fact. Ed. We know that. Ed, uh, why, Ed, hold on, Ed. Behind it. Can they hear me on? Uh, Ed. It's definitely very possible. Ed, hold on. Why yeah, would they want? We were earlier about the uh, the commission trial in New York City, right? Ed, why, Ed, 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 hold on. Why were they trying to kick out John Lennon out of the country? Oh, because of immigration. He wasn't a U.S. citizen. Oh, his visa visa was uh, used up? I I suppose, yeah, but there was definitely, there there were immigration trials where they were trying to get him out of the country, yeah. Oh, they were trying to get him out of the country for other reasons, not, why, not for why? that. Yeah, well, no kidding, of course. Yeah, they wanted him he out. Was, he was uh, supporting the, the, the left-wing protest movements that were going on, the anti-war movement. The anti-war movement, yeah. That's exactly... I, so I always wondered, uh, Mark David Chapman standing in front of the Dakota and shoots him in the head, huh? So it, and they said he's the nutcase? It, yeah. it just didn't make so was this, up. was huh? this guy, like, sitting there talking to himself that day, you know... Are oh, you talking about Chapman talking yeah, to himself? When you, <laughs> when, yeah, when, he, when you yeah, were... Yeah, you know what, yeah, when I was... Because I was hiding around the corner. He was out he was in the reception area. Uh, <laughs> oh. And I was hiding around the corner, keeping an eye on him, because this guy was scary. And he was in there... T- talking to himself, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, not yeah. out loud that I could hear what he was saying. What was he, he saying? Was definitely he was just a, muttering. A, a kind of guy that was out of control. What was he saying? He was muttering. He couldn't tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, like muttering, yeah. I don't know, but just... Uh, not really talking out loud even, but just like, you know, gesturing, you know, like he was having a conversation. With himself, like yeah. I do that all the time in the supermarket. I tell you, what should I buy that cucumber or not? You know, was okay. this so? Is it, was this guy schizophrenic? Was, Did they ever find out? Well, th- this would have been a perfect setup for whoever wanted to get rid of Lenin because he was so crazy and scary. Nobody knows, but I mean, well, out of the blue, the guy blows a John Lennon away. I would like to know since you would you, like to know everything. No, Ed said that he. Some people said he was normal. Some people said he was crazy. Right? Was he? T- was he dropping acid? You know what? Well, you know what? The uh, uh, the Yippie headquarters was also a distribution point for for LSD, um, and I met a lot of people there too. I met uh, uh, what's his name. Uh, Allen Ginsberg, you know, from the... Oh, yeah, the he was... Oh, oh, yeah, he, he used to hang out there, there too. He was crazy, and, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, and, uh, and we said before, I think we said it off the air, Al Sharpton sat on the same couch that, uh, that Mark David Chapman did. And, and even Geraldo Rivera, when we were doing stories and we were doing, um, what do you call it, we would do, be doing protests, and the, the Latin co- coalition, the Puerto Rican coalition, yeah. would come and we'd be negotiating about the, who was going to do what at the protest. Geraldo Rivera came down and covered stories and interviewed people there. And you want to know something else, too? In front of this location at 9 Bleecker Street, there was a bombing. There was a bombing where two New York City police officers were injured, no arrests were made, and none of the people inside 9 Bleecker Street came out to be interviewed by the police. They were questioned through a window on the second floor. <laughs> just imagine, man, how does that happen? How's that happen? Wow. Yeah, how does that happen? <laughs> Because look, look at the Boston Marathon. They took over the whole city. They went door to door, you know. They were even breaking in the houses without search warrants. But here you have back in 1980, two cops get injured and the, and the police don't kick that door in and question everybody what's going on. We'll never know the when, truth. When the place is full of pot. <laughs> it's full of pot, too. <laughs> That's probably because all the cops smoked it when they were off work. Well, maybe they were all crooked <laughs> back then, the mayor all the way down. Who was the mayor back then in New York? Was it Koch? Oh. 
Who was the mayor? Um, good question. It was either Koch or Beam. It was probably a, a Beam, I think. Beam, yeah, yeah, Beam. No, Koch came in around '76, so it was Koch. It was Koch, yeah. So I always had, I had always had issues with Koch. Uh, he just died recently, in fact, I think. Yeah, yeah, I met Koch a couple of times. Did, yeah. He was an interesting guy. He always seemed to remember me too, for some reason. Everybody remembers you, Ed. You, okay. you want to know a funny story about a Koch man? He never used toothpaste. Ew! I could tell when he smiled. <laughs> you know, you can, well, yeah, you could tell by his, his teeth were all rotting and falling out. He brushed his teeth, but he never used toothpaste. Why is that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to try that. No toothpaste. Ew. You know how much cheaper it would be? <laughs> anyway. Okay, well, the bottom line is you saw the guy on Friday talking to himself, muttering to himself. And then yeah. you've always wondered about it. I don't know which day after that he was shot. I just remember seeing it on TV. It was, he, he, later. it was on Sunday. It was and, on uh, Sunday. Yeah, December 8th, 1980. And I didn't put two and two together either. I heard on the radio that night. Yeah. And I didn't put two and two together. And um, it wasn't until we saw the newspaper. I guess it was like Monday afternoon when I saw the pictures of him. Mm -hmm. And I don't. I guess I didn't go back down to Manhattan probably until like Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm -hmm. yeah, and no, when I, I saw yeah. the two guys who were like my senior uh, guys, where they were like my elders, and you know, I had to kind of defer to their. Uh, they were like officials in the yippies. They were like the spokesperson, and one other guy was like a serious uh, doorman bodyguard over there. Like, I think the sergeant of arms, they called him. You know? That must have really freaked and, you out, Ed, when you saw uh, Chapman's face all over the uh, New York uh, press. That must have been really right weird. I knew right away it was him, because there was way too much coincidence. Plus, the clothes were the same. Everything was exactly the same. Wow. And so, when I went and talked to these guys, I said, hey, man, can, we, we, can you believe this, that he was here? And they all said, we're not going to talk about that. Really? So don't say anything. Well, yeah, because there was all the pot dealing and stuff going on over oh, there. Oh, they didn't talk okay. with the police whatsoever, they, right? Uh, under any circumstances. But they all said, "We're not talking about this. It never happened. Don't say nothing." And I had to defer to these guys because they were my senior. So go ahead, Mario. So, what were you going to say? Ed, what reason did he give? Because I was a lot younger than I think. You I don't guys think anybody then. knows the reason. What did he say? I mean, the reason he... Chapman gave? Yeah, yeah. What was the reason Chapman gave? I well, can't remember. Supposedly, the reason was Chapman said he had a whole list of people that he was going to kill, Johnny Carson and a bunch of people, uh, because he wanted, he thought he could become famous uh, by killing a famous person. Whoa, 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 whoa! Ed, wasn't he in Hawaii too, walking around yes, or something? Yes, he was. He lived in Hawaii. He lived, still yeah, lived he Hawaii. lived in Hawaii, and then he yeah. What island. I, I don't know. I, his you know. I have his wife's phone number and address and everything. Well, let's just call her. You should no, get her on the air. <laughs> no. No, it was really weird. He was in Hawaii, and then he flies in New York. The whole thing was just absolutely well, fucking no, weird. It's even better, because he got the bullets, because back then it was illegal to get those hollow point bullets, and he got them from a cop in Atlanta. Wow. There's hmm. a lot of stuff with this case, and he came out, uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of stuff in this case. But um, this, the, the, the building where he was in, you know, why he came to that building, he didn't come there to buy pot. I mean, he just came there, he was just there for some reason, you know. He's probably but there tripping was a lot on of stuff acid. going on there. There was one guy I met there once who, uh, uh, there was a dispute, and one of the guys accused him of being a KGB agent. So later on, a couple of days later, I went and I talked to him. I said, hey, you know, they say you're with the KGB. And he says uh, he didn't deny it. Mm -hmm. And he confessed to me that he was on the payroll of the Russian embassy, uh, but not for, not for it to be a spy. He, he said he got a grant and a stipend from the Russian embassy. It was for his poetry. It was poetry, <laughs> yes. Poet. This is a guy, he couldn't write his own name. I can guarantee this guy didn't know how to read or write. And he's telling me he's getting paid as a poet. As a poet. Russians, you know? I always felt that they wanted John Lennon out of, out of the picture. And I, you what know. What picture I, do you the, mean? The picture of him starting civil unrest with the music. And right. he was involved in a lot of stuff. And I actually had Yoko Ono. I talked to her on the phone. Not on the air, but I had her on the phone. And I should have had her on the air Stop that time. And I, I fucked up. I, I'm, not, I'm pointing because I'm uh, like. I'm like I, that, I I'm like Jody Harris. I'm know, I know the I'm, story. I'm starting a recycle. I know, I'm telling it. But anyway, um, I talked to Yoko Ono, and the first thing she told me was, Rich, I do not want to talk about John. If I'm going to go oh. on the air, I'm not talking about John. I said, Yoko, that's fine. No problem. So we had her on the original Renegade in 2004, and that was the first interview she did in 20 years, I think. Yep. And it was a great interview, but I didn't do the interview. I, I, I set the interview you up. I idiot. should have interviewed her. I was an idiot. You were an idiot. I gave idiot. it to some other moron yeah. that fucked the whole interview up. Should have been me. But she didn't want to talk about John Lennon. She didn't want to talk about her former about husband. Her it, 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 it was just a whole bad scene, and I, I, you know, I was very compassionate toward her and said, you know, I, I agree with you, uh, Yoko. I, I, won't, I won't pursue it. And um, that was it. I mean, in fact, I also had a connection to the Beatles through um, Paul McCartney's half-sister, Stella. Do you know who that oh, is? Yeah. 
Okay, Stella, I met in Vegas, and Stella McCartney, so we met, you know, it was half, it was Paul's half-sister, and blah, blah, blah. So we, you know, we hit it off, and we had a nice time, and everything was fine. And then a couple days later, I was back at my home, and I was searching the internet and found a picture of Stella and Paul. And um, I went, wow, look at this, I'm going to send it to Stella. So I had her email, and I sent the picture, and she got back to me, and she goes, Rich, that was stolen from our home a long time ago and she was thanking me left and right for uh, finding that picture of her and Paul McCartney. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that was uh, that was back in the late 90s when I when I bumped into her. Yeah. But her and Paul weren't friends. They apparently brought they had some issues. I never got into any of that, but enough of the Beatles stories today. A lot of Beatles stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of fascinating stuff with the the whole connections with the with the Beatles and stuff like that. You know, did you know that um, you know, the, um, Paul McCartney has said uh, in interviews that Yoko tried to hook up with him first. Before oh, really? I didn't even Paul. know that. Wow, really? And when he hear something really mind blowing, um, every time you have a, you, we have you on the air, you blow my mind. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know how uh, John met Yoko at an art gallery. She was putting on an art show, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. And she had the thing that said yes, and he climbed up the ladder, and he saw yes, and he says, "Oh, if I would have said no or something, I would have, I wouldn't." But she said yes, so I was interested in her. That art gallery, that art exhibit, was owned and put on by the uh, the Process Church, uh, which is a, a satanic cult. Oh my God! Okay. And that satanic cult uh, has connections to the Son of Sam murders in New York City. Oh, geez, that is, he was a wacko. What was the oh, name? Yeah. Son of and, Sam. Uh, and listen oh, to this uh, now. Uh, also, too, uh, Paul McCartney has connections to that uh, satanic uh, church as well. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's interviews with Paul McCartney where he says that he believes in magic with a K, you know? Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And uh, now get this. Uh, when um, Beatles trivia. Connection to, what's that? <laughs> Beatles trivia. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> I didn't know that. I know, nobody does. It's very no, no, you know, Renegade know. Nation. But now the thing is, and well, by the way, too, the Process Church was incorporated by the same lawyer who incorporated a church in New Orleans that had was, a, was an Orthodox Catholic church that involved all the participants in the JFK assassination <laughs> <laughs> on both sides. They were all bishops in this uh, bizarre Catholic Oh, yeah, Orthodox I heard about it. Yeah, they were all bishops. Some, yeah, yeah. That? Yeah, I remember all the that. The truth is always strange. <laughs> uh, well, we, when you have the stupid ostrich fucking media don't telling you the truth and you get you get this information from other people, that's what makes talk radio really good. That know the truth, that were around at the time and, and knew and had an idea of something that was going on that wasn't just right. But the media comes out with all this bullshit and they bullshit everybody and nobody knows the truth. Right, Ed? Right. right. So, let me tell you, there's a lot of connections, too, to the Process Church and to the Lower East Side Politics, but the Process Church was also dealing drugs. So if they were getting marijuana at that time, the the Yippies had the cheapest marijuana prices in the whole <laughs> the Northeast. Uh, so that would that would be a logical connection. Uh, but the thing is now um, the Middle East. The, the, that's interesting that you bring that up because Queen Elizabeth in the 1400s, that she was shipping the they they were growing the the poppy flowers over oh, there, sure. and um, she's the one who started the, the drug trade. Yeah, the Queen of England did, yeah, that's exactly. right. Yeah. And it's still, it's still going on It's today. still going on today, yeah. yeah. They control Afghanistan all the... They control grow, the yeah, yeah, Afghanistan they control grows all the puppies. So go ahead. Well, what, would mo- what would motivate them to stop? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> Nothing. What would motivate... It's such a moneymaker. What exactly. would motivate them to stop doing it? Exactly. Renegade Nation, this has been going on for a long, long, long time. In fact, a lot Queen of people... Queen Elizabeth in, in the fort... She was the fourth. I know, we just yes. said it. Ed, do you know what this means? In front of the... On a naval ship in, in, in the Canadian Navy or the Australian Navy, they call it HMS. Do you, you know what that stands for? Okay, shoot. What is it? Her Majesty's Ship. Yeah, Sure. Now, just the U.S. is the only one that is, that yeah, is not HMS. Right. Nobody, everybody has a problem with that. It says HMS in the name. Let's just say HMS Jefferson, okay? It's Her Majesty's Ship Jefferson. Right. Yeah. And they're oh, all... Really? Is that the U.S.? Uh... No, that's a no, Canadian, no. I mean, hold on, a Canadian vessel or a Australian uh, vessel. They're all part of, now you made me forget. I, I made you forget? I'm sitting here with a knife. I'm going to chase you around. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I just wanted to bring that up, that the HMS, uh, talking about all of this, and this is really getting involved now, but the HMS stands for Her Majesty's Ship, and that's in Canada, 
and Australia. Look it up. It's really interesting why the Canadians don't have their own ship called, you know, whatever they, 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 they would call called it. It's called the United Kingdom. United Kingdom. Okay, we in, a, in the United States are not part of the United Kingdom. Well, they used to say that the sun never sets on the British Empire because they, they control the whole world. They control they everything. Yeah, that's yeah. They do control. They do control the entire world. Anyway, we're gonna anyhow we're gonna go. Ed, it was a, it was great. <laughs> what a great conversation. We're gonna have you have you on next. Let's let's do this like once a month a date thing. You know, have you on once a month and get all this updated oh. information, especially with all these trials coming up. Have a date with Ed. Uh, a da- oh, jeez. Oh. Oh, okay, well, I'm just trying to be really date, professional. Oh, I set up an appointment then, or set up a radio interview, or whatever the fuck you okay. want to call I'm it. Just whatever. I know you're just Don't playing be around. All I am not upset, Marla. I never get upset. I just sit here and listen and get all the information, and then the Your informa- brain explodes. Huh? Your uh, brain explodes. Uh, my brain explodes. Anyway, Ed, thank you for being on Renegade Nation. If you want information yes. on something that's going on in your life and you're not happy about it, you go to the website. It's called www. Notice I said that correctly. I Anyway. Nobody uses that anymore, It's Rich. email. I know they do. Just how know. old are you? Yeah. <laughs> It's email. What the hell is the internet? Can I th- get through this, please? Emailrevealer.com. You can look uh, Ed up on the uh, internet by just put t- putting his name in. Ed Opperman, O-P-P-E-R-M-A-N. Is that correct, uh, Ed? Yep. No, our Opperman investigations will bring it to my... Opperman I got like a million hits out there. Yeah, you get, a, you get a, lot, a lot of people on like that. Only a million? <laughs> uh, uh, only a million? That's all you get, Ed? Yeah. Oh, okay. Now, okay. Ed, after this uh, show we've done, should we be scared? I'm always I'm scared. Feel, I'm feeling a little frightened. I'm always scared. That's why I don't go out. I sit here. I sit here in my little... I don't leave the house. I don't leave the house either. I'm afraid to go out. Anyway, we're going to get out of here. Renegade Nation, have a Thanks, great day. Ed. Ed, thank you so much. And, and Renegade Nation, you. enjoy the show. Here's John Lennon to take us out. Power to the people. Renegade Nation, aloha. aloha.